everybody. Welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast. This podcast is surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by the certified Japanaholic. And today, I didn't expect to talk about news again for this week. I thought it would have a different subject or whatever. No, 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 no. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have to talk about some stuff that has been announced recently. Because there's a lot, and I'm talking a lot of amazing stuff that has been going down in the anime industry for the past several hours. Not even days. We're talking we're in the span of just hours, okay? Um, There's a couple of them that I'm going to be talking about that have been announced several hours ago. There has been some that have been announced a couple days ago. And there's a couple that have been announced just maybe the start of this month. Um... And there was also one thing that I wanted to talk about necessarily at the end. Um, that was that started off as being as announced and then quickly got dis uh, disbanded. I guess you'll say. Uh, I want to quickly get off with the biggest news out of this month. Okay, actually, this week as of recording this, I have to talk about it. I can't. I will not escape this, no matter how much. Uh, I tried to not talk about this until June, but I'm not going to be able to hold it off till June. I have to talk about it now. And it is the announcement that I have been personally waiting for, for so long. I think I talked about this in my, uh, podcast episode where I talked about mangas or light novels that should be adaptated. I think this was one of them that I was talking about. Maybe I briefly mentioned it if I remember correctly. Comey Can't Communicate is finally, finally getting an anime adaptation. It is finally happening. Okay. There was a PV released not too long ago uh, detailing... That, oh, which was, what was the studio? Um, I can't remember the studio name already. Shoot, I'm sorry. Uh, but there has been a PV released on YouTube for this said anime. And this has been, um, <laughs> a, uh, series that I have been so excited um, to get an anime adaptation. Looks like it's being made by OLM Studios, which is, uh, known for making some other slice of life shows as well. So not a big, big studio per se, not something like Bones or something like that. Uh, either way, doesn't matter. Listen, okay. I can't speak just for myself. There is a ton of people in the slice of life community genre community I should say that really really love this um this series for those who have no idea what this series is about it dictates Colby uh who is a girl with severe social anxiety massive social anxiety it is also a rom-com as well so that briefly touches on uh the the series as a whole. Uh, and it's been going on for a long time. And 
just as of recently, not going to get to any manga spoilers and details, but the last couple chapters of the manga have been extremely awesome to read. And, uh, God, I can't wait for this to premiere. And it has been announced that it's premiering this fall in October. Dude, I'm so excited because October is the month of my birthday where I finally escape the teenage years going to the 20s, the dreaded 20s. Woohoo. Uh, but I'm still so excited for this series to be adapted because it is one of my favorite uh, manga series uh, that I've been reading as of recently. In terms of the seiyus, oh my god. I I did not expect Colby's uh, seiyu, okay? Uh, Colby's seiyu is the ever-so-famous Aoi Koga, who, just by that name alone, a lot of people from the Slice of Life community uh, can figure out who that person or who that girl is she has done famously has done kaguya from the kaguya sama love is war series and was also a role uh one of the main roles in genshin impact uh which was a game that took the anime into internet by storm for several months and then died off just like any other gacha game in the world uh honestly you all pretty much know who koga is if you've ever seen uh, some Slice of Life shows, okay? Because she's done uh, a lot of big roles uh, in her time in the industry. And then the main male protagonist, Hitohito, uh, is being voiced by Gakuto Kajihuara. Which, looking up his stuff, uh, he's got a few main roles, especially in Black Clover, where he played Ashita. Which he is, I believe, the most known. Arguably the most known. He's played a couple of other characters in some big shows. Uh, like in SD Gundam. Uh, but his first, I want to say, big slice of life role. You could argue about that, I guess you could say. Uh, is coming from this series as well. I mean, it's going to have a massive role nonetheless. And the other one that we were uh, given in terms of the seiyu in character is Najami Osana, who is being played by Rei Ma... Or, excuse me, De Mu Dakawa. I mixed up those names, sorry. It is not Takahashi for the other uh, Rei uh, name, you know, the one that voices Megami. But this one... Uh, has voiced a couple characters, especially in the newer seasons. Or not really the newer seasons. Because uh, I'm the fifth season of My Hero Academia yet. But she's played a few characters. Uh, she's played a character, I should say, in a few seasons of My Hero Academia. And she's played in a ton of other animes and stuff like that as well. Uh, not too many main characters. You'll probably know this girl mostly from the ReZero series because she played Ram. Uh, so this lineup is kind of stacked. Um, uh, as this, this, looking at this lineup, it's stacked, but, uh, personally for me, I find the Murakawa, uh, very, very enjoyable to listen to as well as Koga, uh, just by looking at, uh, Murakawa's, uh, my anime list here, she's played, also played, uh, Hotaru from Nanabiori, which 
Y'all know I flippin' love that series so much. Uh, so that's another thing I'm happy about, seeing that as well. Uh, I do have... I, I don't remember me talking about this as often, but I have gotten the physical copies because if you are from... I think you can get these all everywhere for the most part uh, if your library can handle getting mangas. Uh, but Viz Media did release, well, did release, is releasing the manga and uh, in English. So you can get physical copies, which I do have physical copies of this said manga. Obviously, the, la the, the later chapters, or the newer chapters, I should say, you'll have to probably read online because... Getting the the mangas, you'll be like several months behind, you know, because for some reason that's yeah okay. Uh, that is not the only adaptation announcement to come out in terms of big ones. The ever so famous, I might as well talk. Uh, this one's the second biggest I don't want to talk about. Again, I I'm only gonna be talking about two adaptations for this episode, so this one right here will be the last one. Uh. I really wanted to talk more about this uh, later because I was thinking about reviewing season one of this series. Uh, but this is just such a big ass announcement that I cannot wait until the end of this month to talk, or the beginning of next month, I should say, to talk about this. The ever so famous Made in Abyss series, which. Got screwed out of a theatrical release of the movie here in the States that I'm still pissed off about. Uh, has announced the second season. And as well, I believe they're also making a game uh, that's set to release, I think, later this year. I could be wrong. I do know that there's sec the second season, which is currently in production... Uh, is going to be re, if I can speak English, could be released sometime next year. Does not have a set like season, so more likely it will possibly be sometime in the middle of next year. Uh, I don't remember exactly when the first season aired. I think it was in the summer of 2017. I'll have to look that up real quick. Um, because I did, <laughs> I do have a pretty good tendency to predict release dates. Okay, fall 2017 is when, um, okay, I was making, okay, so fall. Uh, I do have the tendencies to predict the, se uh, like the actual seasons that they come out of if they don't have it announced in the first place. I did that with EuroCamp, and I've done that with several other shows on this podcast before, I believe. Uh, may have been in private. I don't flippin' know. I did it with Eurocamp most famously because back when it was, uh, announced that season two was going to be a thing, back when Heia Camp was, uh, ending. Either ending or in the middle of it. I can't remember when I released that, that podcast episode. I did, uh, predict that the season two of Eurocamp was going to be in the same season as season one, which was in winter, and I got it right. Famous, I am super happy I got that right. Uh, famously third still on my anime list in terms of the top scores of that said season, which 
I could brag about that all I want. That's still my favorite series of all time, and it will not be topped that easily. Uh, anyways, Made in Abyss, which I do want to re uh, review in terms of uh, the first season because I still have to watch the movie. I'm not very happy that I have to watch it either online or wait for the Blu-ray to be released, which I also think uh, Blu-ray or DVD, I think it's the same thing. That I think they're releasing both at the same time. I don't know. I, I don't know what I want to do yet for the movie. I still have to watch the movie, but I was really hoping me and my uh, friend who I've had on this podcast before in the beginning was going to uh, watch it. But instead, uh, the pandemic happened. So that that sucks. But the second season, however, I'm looking forward to the most uh, out of everything that I have uh heard about this series. I have not read up to its current point in the manga, although I really, really should because a lot of crazy shit from what I've heard is happening. Um, I have not been spoiled anything, thank flipping God, uh, from anything from the movie or anything like that. If you, any of you fuckers want to spoil anything, you'll, you'll find the, that I'll have that block button ready. Um, I do, uh, like I said, I do want to review this series. I don't know if it'll be this month for Weeb Reviews, because I think I already have one in mind for this month, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I forget things quite a bit. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in terms of more details with the Made in Abyss second season and all that sort of stuff. If I remember correctly, it is still being adapted by the same comp uh, the same studio, I should say, that adapted the first season. But we have seen studio changes before, and since it has not been, uh, I don't think it has been announced uh, for a studio, I would kind of hold my breath on that, and don't quote me on what I just said, uh, for now. I'm looking forward to the second season, like I said, but I still need to catch up on the movie because, canically, I think I'm going to miss out on a lot of stuff if I do not watch the movie before the uh, second season. Kind of like what Goblin Slayer is doing. I heard Goblin Slayer was getting a second season as well, but I think that was announced several months ago, and I still have to watch the movie to Goblin Slayer before I even think about starting the second season. Uh, but I do know that once uh, Goblin Slayer comes out with its second season and Made in Abyss comes out, that season is going to be very busy with me watching it. And I've been very busy recently trying to watch up on some new shows and stuff like that. Just started watching Kill a Kill, so I'll get back to y'all on that series once I get up to the end of that series, which I was told there's some crazy shit that goes on in the second half. I'm not looking forward to that said crazy shit. But there is one thing I'm looking forward to, and that is May 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd. Hey, may ask, why? What is so significant about those three said dates? Well, ladies and gentlemen, for those who do not know me as uh, a person... Other than a person who likes talking about anime every every Thursday now. Uh, I do like me some uh, racing. And I do like me some cars turning left and essentially right. So, it come to my attention 
that laid back camp, also known as Euro Camp, also known as the the 100 out of 100 series that will never, ever, ever escape my top one anime of all time, is in collaboration with Fuji Speedway and during next week's 24-hour event that depicts 51 uh gt3 well a mix of gt3s gt4s and several other uh st pro-am uh cars racing around fuji speedway there will also be a Eurocamp collaboration during that time period unfortunately i'm going to miss this event because i won't well i well miss it live because i'm not going to be able to uh, attend that race because of the pan flippendemic. Uh, but I may be able to catch it live. Hopefully, I'll be able to be able to watch it live on YouTube. There is a ton of uh streaming services. Uh, or at least whenever you're into racing or motorsports in general, I should say. Um, you'll find that there is no excuse to not watch any sort of motorsport racing if it's available. Okay, there's streams everywhere on YouTube and even on, like, sketchy websites on the dark web. I don't know. Um, but yes, what it looks like this collaboration will be is that Shimadine's scooter will be reproduced. And you'll be a... And it's like a big-ass collaborative, like, tent, I think it is. Uh, Crunchyroll has some pictures of it on, uh, on their website and stuff like that of what it looks like. It, it is Oh my god, I really, really wish, I mean, really, really wish I was there to attend this live, but I can't because of the pandemic. Now, I, <clears throat> I myself, like I said, I am a huge motorsports fan, and I've never really been, like, you know, on, like, that crazy about it for the past, like, couple years. I used, I was thinking about doing a racing podcast many years on back but uh that didn't end up happening i kind of thought that uh i wouldn't really find anybody who would like really care enough about motorsports that kind of is the true in some sense but i know a lot of people who like anime that also like motorsports i think that's starting to become more common nowadays uh so there's that i do like to watch some endurance racing as well like uh i used I, I say use because last year I didn't do this. <laughs> uh, I used to watch a lot of the Le Mans race, uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans. I would always watch that. It was like part of my yearly ritual as a motorsport fan to just sit and do nothing but watch Le Mans for 24 hours. Daytona as well. There's a lot. And this 24-hour uh, event at the Fuji Speedway is pretty massive if you are into motorsports because this is the only 24-hour event held in Japan uh, in, in its entirety, I guess you'll say, uh, at least for this uh, endurance racing series, the Super Taiku Pro-Am series. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, will they show it off in the streams? I highly flip and doubt it. I mean, I highly doubt it'll get mentioned that much because it kind of sounds like it's just, uh, a thing that a lot of people who come see the races live can go and look at, which if you know anything about endurance racing, you know that 
EuroCamp is a perfect opportunity uh, with for a collaboration effort because essentially when you're at a racetrack, you have to camp there for the night. And that's exactly what a lot of people do because even in the, uh, the promotional picture, uh, if you find this promotional picture online, which isn't very hard to find on my Twitter page because I retweeted it, you'll even find that on the right side, uh, when the when it shows the the drivers racing, there's tents and tables set up right right in the infield. So it's a perfect match because when you're in endurance racing, you gotta camp anyways. So it's you know there's that. Like I said, I don't think it'll be mentioned that often on um on um. Uh, what was it like a like a stream or whatever on the broadcast? Assuming, of course, that there's also a broadcast of this said uh, endurance race. Now I want to talk about something a little bit along the lines of VTubers. Uh, first off, a quick little thing that I want to talk about: Nichisaji Ian's first uh, group. I want to say the first dose of uh, English VTubers for Nichisaji has been announced. And there's got three members and they're all getting up there already. Just as uh, just as much as uh, um, Nabi, who is uh, Emilio and Tenchi's and uh, several other uh, VTubers, artists. Uh, she's been gaining a ton of subscribers as well. I think right now up to 200,000, 230,000 subscribers as of recording this. And it's only going up from here. It's pretty much, um, it's pretty much ideal that this girl is going to get up to about, uh, 500,000 subscribers by the end of the summer. If not even before summer starts, which is only a couple weeks away. I'm just saying it. It's just getting pretty high. Uh, there was something that was announced and then quickly de-announced, I want to say. Uh, so, it has been known for a long time that if you are into virtual YouTubers uh, and you watch them live, especially the Japanese streamers, you will find that in chat there will be a lot of live translators who try and translate what... Uh, is obviously being said by the streamer. Uh, for the longest time, that's... Well, I guess for the longest time being, I guess I'll say, that's how it's always been. And there was a program announced, and then I, I, I'll i say this again, because don't get your hopes up, it was pretty much de-announced a couple hours later for reasons I'll talk about here in a couple minutes. That there would have been a program that would have... Kind of like what Netflix does with... It, because there's a program uh, that a lot of people use when, when they watch anime. Where... Um, what Essentially what it does is it'll take the English translation... And explain how this is translated the way it is. Uh, from what I know of. I've never used it myself because I don't watch Netflix at all. So I don't have that program. But what this one would have done, what this program would have done is essentially live translate for you what is being said. Uh, if you are watching a Japanese streamer. And there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons to all this and stuff like that. Uh, and obviously considering that it is now like 
de-announced. I don't know what the word that I'm looking for to uh, to say it is other than de-announced, but the cons outweighed the pros in terms of a lot of stuff. Now, this program would have mainly been used for, like, just chatting streams, so a lot of streamers wouldn't have been affected that much because um, not a lot of... Or, I shouldn't say this. There's a lot of just chatting streams, but they are not very often, I guess you'll say. Uh, there is a, especially if you watch some of the, the Japanese Hololive streamers, like Subaru and Okayu, they will usually do a lot of just chatting streams, but for the majority of VTubers, they usually try to stick with gaming and stuff like that for the most part. Uh, or super chat readings, which also could have been, uh, a little bit, uh, in the category of just chatting, so I guess that also would have worked as well. It happens a lot that I'll go on a Japanese stream and then they'll be in their super chat, or yeah, their super chat reading. So it does happen. So I guess, uh, the program would have been used quite a lot. Uh, but either way, let me continue on. Uh, this would have, and I say this because I'm not a huge fan of Google Translate. It would have unfortunately used the Google Translate API. And if you are planning on just like simply translating something, if you were going to use like something like Google Translate, I would recommend using a program called DeepL because DeepL says does a better job at translating. Obviously not perfect, but translating using DeepL is a whole lot more accurate than Google Translate is. Not saying it's perfect, like I said, because there is no such thing as a perfect translator uh, if it's like a robot or something like that, or if it's um, AI, because there's no way you could ever outsmart human intelligence uh, in terms of learning, having a language in your system. Um so there will be times where translations in Deep L won't exactly match the way that it's supposed to be said, but it's still you could have still like easily fill in the blanks or make fix the mistakes uh way easier than you could with just Google Translate. So that's one con for me is that it would have used Google Translate, so there would have been a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of mistranslations, which is also another big con that caused this thing to um, not really go more than a couple of hours in develop. I think it was weeks or months in development. I don't remember exactly how long it was in development. I just know much of the details, okay, about how it would have worked. Um... But yeah, they would have essentially tried to not use the program during gaming streams because obviously there's a lot of sounds going on and not just the streamers themselves, but the game itself could have been accidentally translated alongside of the streamer, causing more misinformation or yeah. And essentially as well as they didn't want the the developers at least said that they didn't want this program to be really used during super serious moments of the streams because that would also cause some misinformation and it would give people the wrong idea um so that's why it kind of as well got uh it was announced that it was going to not continue with development i guess um, 
I could be wrong about it not coming back. Now, there is a possibility that something along the lines of this could come back and uh, appear. Uh, there is something kind of similar to this. What I've noticed on Twitch is that I will see a lot of uh, streamers use this automatic translating feature or whatever. I've seen it a couple times already on Twitch. Uh, and what it does is automatically translates what they say into your language or whatever. Uh, so I kind of think that's a, that's a, that's a neat little thing, obviously to fill in the blanks of what they say and kind of break the barrier between languages a little bit. Um, but again, the issue comes with, again, the, uh, the fact that if it's not a human translating it, it's going to be very, very, very easy to get the wrong translation i guess you'll say because especially in the japanese language uh a lot of stuff does not translate well in, into english using an ai um uh that's why it's kind of better to just leave the translations to the clippers and the translator uh youtube channels and stuff like that um <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like if the uh the the program were to have used something like DeepL's API, which you can use, I obviously know uh the reasoning behind the re the reason why it's Google Translate API and not DeepL is because of cost. Obviously, if you are using a translating API, DeepL is a little bit more expensive than Google Translate is, so you do want, like, a cheaper option. Of course, you know, since it was a, a very high-budget program in the first place, you obviously don't want to put much of the budget that you don't have into a program that's going to cost you a liver or two, I should say. Uh, so, I understand why they would go with the Google Translate API, but again... The whole history, or I guess not really history, but the big thing with Google Translate is Google Translate is ass when it comes to translating anything in general, okay? Unless it's like one small and super simple sentence, okay? But when it's, uh, when it becomes a point where you're trying to translate entire sentences from streams and stories and stuff like that that's when google translate shits the bed and causes a shit ton of misinformations and mistranslations and gives viewers especially the viewers the wrong impressions of what was being said especially if it was a super serious comment or a super serious like announcement or something like that if you know what i mean uh, like, if, for example, um, a big announcement was to be given off or something like that, and somebody used this program, obviously there would have been some times, especially in the Japanese language, with how announcements are made, you could have had the opportunity, or not really the opportunity, the chance to have misinformation of that said announcement if no, if no currently were online translators or whatever were online at the time obviously uh to, to <clears throat> excuse me live translate what was being said onto you know the stream um 
so essentially what I wanted to talk about in this topic was clippers and translators are still a massive thing in the VTuber mark, the VTuber industry, and they will never be replaced by AI, no matter how hard people try. Because uh, again, like I said, DeepL wouldn't have been perfect either, but it still would have been a little easier to understand what was being said and stuff like that. Plus, as well as, you know, you got to take into account dialects and uh, accents and a whole lot of other stuff in the Japanese language. Because just like in English, you're never going to really find a ton of people with the same accent or dialect or um, vocabulary. So, especially in the Japanese language where there's a lot of vocabulary that could mean the same thing more than once. Like, abe, for example, where it could either be rain or candy. Yeah, that could be a little tricky when translating it. So, there's that. Um, But I'll leave it off here. I think y'all got the gist of a lot of some of the big-ass news that's been coming out in uh, the past couple of days. Uh, Like, we're only halfway, not even, through the month of May. And there's just so much shit uh, in the news. And I'm talking big shits, too. And they're good shits um, that I, I have to talk about in, uh, obviously, the top anime news of May, which will be early next month. Next week, I do have something that I do want to talk about that also goes pretty deep as well. Because I've been interested in this topic for a little while. Uh, I'm not going to say what. You'll see it next week. I am going to do some heavy research because I don't want to get any information wrong on these because if I get any information wrong in the first place, it kind of feels a little shitty on my end. But stay tuned for next week's episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. I have been Taylor, the certified Japanaholic, signing off. Have a good one.